0: Welcome to Geek Therapy. On this episode, we're talking more about the Geek Therapy library despite Pokemon Go being out and taking up a lot of our time. Okay, so Pokemon Go has been out and we've been playing a lot. Is that why there were no updates this week to the library? Yes. Yes. <laughs>
1: Except I put some entries in right before we recorded last week. Yeah. So, and you haven't done any.
0: Yeah. And and I do want to talk a little about that because I I do I do part of the legwork and then I never I just don't do the 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 entry. Yep. And um, so we'll we'll talk a little bit about that. Um Actually, mm-hmm. what, uh, is there anything that you, dis- <laughs> again, despite Pokemon Go being out, um, is Shoot, there anything? Pokemon
1: Go deserves its own entry.
0: Actually, <laughs> let's do it. Let's talk about it. I, I, <laughs> didn't, I didn't even think about going there. But yeah, what would you, what, what would that entry for Pokemon Go look like?
1: I don't know. D- it's not something in a traditional sense, like the way we've, been doing these entries and the content isn't necessarily, you know, like there's no story to relate to or anything, but the experience of playing the game itself uh, can be pretty awesome and pretty therapeutic. Uh, Um, This week, I mean, this week I've been getting out exercising, (laughs) something I don't normally do a lot of. um, And being excited about it and meeting my neighbors like (laughs) i don't know anyone that lives nearby my apartment and i go down to the park and run into like and spot everybody on their phones like i'm like oh they're playing pokemon they're playing pokemon (laughs) or i walk down the street and i hear people talking about catching a squirtle or oh did you see that there's a Tauros down at the park um that kind of thing uh so, yeah, it's it's been good feeling. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah, I have bonded with some people in ways that I had not bonded before um over and and I can't even tell if some people knew the game before. Yeah. Cuz they're just so into it now. Um I I don't know. It's it's a weird thing cuz it's we're we're bonding over this thing that has been a part of my life for 20 years. My but life. I, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I don't know if it's been a part of their life. And, and I'm talking mostly about adults, too.
1: I yeah. Know. I uh, see a lot of adults playing. But I see a lot of kids playing that weren't around when Pokemon first came out. Yeah. And this game is based mostly on the original stuff. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So it's it's cool to see a variety of people. I see families playing with their kids. Yeah. I see groups of teenagers running around trying to go take over a gym i got into an argument with one of these kids like over not like verbally like but we were standing there staring each other down while we were trying to get this gym taken over um yeah but it, but it wasn't like angry or anything it was just like Oh, I got to take this gym. You think you can take this gym? Nah, you're not going to take this gym for me. Um, and I totally lost the gym. But it was fun. It was so fun.
0: Yeah. I mean, our experience in, you know, living in very, very populated areas must be so different from somebody who lives in a super rural area. Oh, and, yeah. and just And has less stops and has less gyms and just less people playing. Like, I can't walk anywhere here in New York without seeing somebody – who's obviously playing. You can hear the sound effects. You can you mm-hmm. see them swiping. <laughs> you can see them moving the the, the camera around. Yeah, it's uh, – yeah, I, I wonder what it's like um, – if what it would be like if, it, if there weren't that many people around. Because I know,
1: I know I, I've seen online that people are complaining because they don't have the same kind of experience. Like they can't collect – items to play the game because there's no Pokestop around them for miles.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And definitely for me, I feel less, I don't know, what's the word? I feel, you know, like I do feel part of a larger group, you know, even Mm -hmm. if I'm not talking to everybody about it, it is so cool to know that we all have something in common. And, and, and I've, you know, I've, every experience has been positive positive. Because even when somebody was like, "What are you guys doing? Y'all playing Pokemon?" Even if it sounds like that at the beginning, it turns out to be, "What team are you guys on?" Oh, I just caught this. I just caught that. You know, just kind of people are just checking in to see to see if you're part of the crew, if you're part of the part of the team. I don't know. It's, it's so I did cool.
1: get into it with my friend on Facebook. Oh, she was complaining about people posting about Pokemon, and she didn't get it. Um, uh, and yeah. I was like. I just explained, you know, like this is this is I'm having fun. I'm seeing other people having fun. You don't have to get it to for other people to have fun. She's like, well, just don't, just don't post so much of your quote unquote hobbies on my wall. And I'm like, okay, that's a fair <laughs> thing. But like, you can scroll past it, and yeah. it's not like other people are telling you not to post whatever it is you're into. Yeah. Um. So we got into it. And, I, I and, do feel
0: bad for anyone who's, you know, feels left out. But I right. don't feel bad for anybody who's hating on the game.
1: Exactly. <laughs> and there. granted, there's all this great stuff coming out of it. People are talking about improved mental health and um, feeling better about their anxiety and depression. Um, but there is another side to it. People are doing things they shouldn't be doing and... Being rude to people and stopping in the middle of the street instead of stepping to the side or walking <laughs> into traffic without paying attention. Or um, there was an incident what in Missouri where someone was robbed um, because eleven they, people. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they
0: set up they set up a lure and then they they proceeded yeah. to rob, rob 11 people. people. Yeah. yeah, but that's just but that's just taking advantage. That's just like being smart <laughs> about right? about using it. Yeah. Um, seeing an opportunity, and a lot of businesses are doing this. I think my favorite one today was that T-Mobile has a new offer where all of your data used on Pokemon Go doesn't count against your data cap.
1: <laughs> oh, what!
0: Yeah. I wish AT and T
1: would do that. Dang!
0: I know, I know. T-Mobile um, does stuff like that. They're they're very forward thinking.
1: There's a lot of na- uh, neighborhood small businesses in my neighborhood that are like uh, you go setting up to- lures. Not setting up lures, but maybe they are, but like there's a Pokestop right nearby and there'll be, um, there may not be a lure up right then or whatever, but they have signs out front, come catch a Pokemon and show us you caught a Pokemon in the store and we'll give you a free appetizer or a yeah. free drink or something. And I think it's brilliant. I think that I haven't seen anything take over like this in a long time.
0: Yeah. 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 It is it is shocking. <laughs> it is shocking.
1: I'm really excited to see what happens when I go to San Diego Comic-Con next week.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's still soon enough. Mm-hmm. Cuz I do feel I do feel that this is too much. This is not sustainable. This is not sustainable no. at all. <laughs> no. I'm shocked that despite how buggy the app is, and all the server issues that it continues to be this popular, I um and and again it's the people. Like I was before we started recording, I was telling you about how I'm kind of like Meh, I'm kind of over it. But now that we we've talked about it, I'm excited again.
1: And every time <laughs> I see
0: somebody, um, you know, and and I talk to somebody new about it, or or again if they tell me you know that an Onyx is right over there, I'll be like, okay, wait a minute, I gotta uh, go uh, get it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh.
1: <laughs> yeah. One of my favorite parts is seeing all the pictures people are posting um, yeah. and the pictures that I've taken, uh, one of my friends posted, because there's a function in the game where you can take pictures of the Pokemon in the real world, right? Yeah. And uh, one of my friends caught a picture of her riding a Ponyta, <laughs> and it's so cool. Um, I've, so I've been having a lot of fun with that. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's, yeah, it, it's I I think social. it may not be it may not last like this but I think in general on a lower level the game will last and um I mean there are people who still play ingress. So yeah. <laughs> I'm sure yeah. there's going to be people for a long time playing Pokemon Go.
0: Yeah. It just and may th- not
1: and- be at this crazy yeah. level of fandom.
0: Yeah. And and Nintendo's done a great job of making me want to play Pokemon and Sun and Moon has jumped on my list of, of yep. games that I want to play this year. <laughs> yep, yep. Nope. Oh, uh, because because it is it is a limited experience compared to the originals. It's a different experience. But different. then, yeah, once I start getting into other aspects of it, oh, but I wish I could do this. Oh, I can do that. I just need to, you know, break out the last game that came out. Yep.
1: Uh,
0: or play or we'll the, buy the new
1: one when it comes. Oh, the originals. Yeah,
0: um, they're out now. On, I know. Yes. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I still have my Game Boy and my Pokemon cartridges.
0: Whoa. <laughs> yep. Also, not related. Did you see the micro NES? The like the mini NES?
1: Yes, and I'm totally gonna get that.
0: Yeah. I was so happy. My my little sister sent sent a link about the the device to me and my my parents, all in a message. And she was like, "Family, we need to get this." <laughs> And uh, my mom replied with like, oh, like we we do have to get this because we have so many good memories. And mm-hmm. man, yeah. that was an important system in my house.
1: <laughs> that was important in my house too. Like yeah. um, I remember one of my favorite memories of me and my mom when I was growing up was me and her playing video games. And my dad, wanted pretty much nothing to do with it. He would watch while we played, <laughs> but it would be me and my mom. And one of I think one of the best lessons I learned in life from her was about video games, but it applies to other things. Um, She told me, because back then, levels, like, you would have, like, almost seemingly endless levels of of gameplay. And you're like, when is this going to end? And this level is so hard. And we would leave the the system on and turn the TV off um, and leave it going. And sometimes someone would accidentally turn it off. And my mom always taught me that if you can get there once, you can get there again. Um, and so I think that applies in life too. Uh, yeah, it was it was a really cool thing, um, and that I I try to remember that when I'm really stressed out about something. I'm like I can't figure this out, <laughs> but I already I already know I've done something similar before, so I can do it. <laughs>
0: Uh, we should we should make a t-shirt.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, we should make a t-shirt, and it should have a picture from uh, oh, what was the name of the game? Super Adventure Island. <laughs> yeah. yeah, just
0: have the map, and and if you get there once, you can get there again. Yep. Oh, that's good. Oh, that's so good.
1: Yep, gold. Yeah, <laughs> we should trademark that. <laughs>
0: Seriously, yeah, we'll 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 talk about it um, later. <laughs> I, but but now i'm thinking like you had that great experience there and i think i think pokemon go is is creating all these smaller experiences even just a little i mean and it's not little i mean it it sounds like a small thing but some for some people it's really really hard to leave the house mm-hmm. and um, whether you know, that's
1: cuz they're scared of going out or they're yeah, just whether feeling if, so down that they can't get up and out of the house yeah, or yeah. it's just not their thing yeah um yeah
0: and and again that may sound like something small, but that is that is huge mm-hmm. and to think that i th- i think you know it's it's more about Pokemon as the brand than than the than what the than the game itself right i think there's something yeah. about all of it and the experience and the story um you know the implied story of of you are now this trainer, you're this collector uh I don't know all of it, yeah. But those those small stories, like the story you and your mom, stories like that, and and you know, I, I could share some too, you know, with my family. Like just that text of everybody kind of coming back together because of that nostalgia is mm-hmm. is a positive experience. Yeah. That
1: slogan right there, family, we need to get this.
0: Yeah, yeah, I know, I know, I know. And my my suggestion was we actually need to each. Uh, we need to buy four, one for each household, so that whenever we visit each other, we can make sure that we always have.
1: <laughs> it's gonna be small to enough. You could bring it with you.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, but you know, you know, you want to make sure.
1: <laughs> you yeah, I know, I know.
0: Yeah, yeah, but it's uh, I don't know those stories. We don't have to catalog everything, <laughs> but I I I do wish there were. I mean, the the whole goal of the library is to capture these things so they can mm-hmm. be shared, and and to an extent, I mean, that's kind of what we're we're kind of processing that here on the show. Uh, yeah, I think yeah, we may have like a Pokemon segment, a Pokemon Go segment for the for the for the next few weeks. Actually, now that I think about it, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay.
1: See, you yeah. didn't think we were going to talk about Pokemon.
0: I I wasn't. I <laughs> swear, I was just going to talk right past it. Oh, and I think, yeah.
1: you know, a uh, an entry for that, It the tags may be different or whatever, but the entry, the insights are like stuff like it gets people outside, mm-hmm, yeah. um, gets people socializing. Um, I mean, that kind of thing. It yeah. doesn't necessarily, I mean, I guess... Like we have talked before about how some things don't necessarily have to be the story that's relate- that people relate to yeah. or, or themes or characters, but it's like an activity that yeah. can be helpful. Like, yeah. um, like the D&D thing we talked a couple weeks yeah. ago.
0: Yeah, about. Awesome. yeah, yeah. And, yeah. like, I'm, I'm equal, as equally interested in the stories that people will share about playing the game, but maybe also providing some guidance. Like, I saw someone tweet earlier, I'm thinking about ways to use this, uh, to use Pokemon Go in a social skills group. And my mind started racing. I was like, well, I can think of a few different ways that you could do it, you know? And kind of right. having a resource that could be, could be helpful. Where people, the idea is for people to be able to share answers to those kind of questions and get ideas. Mm-hmm. and because there there is a there's even there's even a really good model there for how to do certain things that you could pull and apply in other areas like like the progression um aspect yeah there's a there's a lot of good stuff well i uh, I'll have to think about it more because uh, honestly we can we can just put it there and then see what it becomes
1: right it doesn't have
0: to be yeah it doesn't have to be um story related
1: well and the and the thing is like if people submit like you want to have an option for people to submit their stories about yeah. and their insights about things.
0: Yeah. Well,
1: they can submit this awesome interaction they had. Yeah. Um. You know, I've heard so many feel good stories online. Yeah. About, um, about Pokemon go and some that are like making you think it's going to be a feel good story. And then it's a total joke. Um, <laughs> and it's, it's good fun. It's not anything really messed up. But, you know, yeah. stories of, like, guys stealing Pikachus from little kids.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, not cool. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Shoot. Um, the struggle there, is real. <laughs> the struggle is real. All right. So has there been anything anything that you've watched or seen or read in the past week that um, – potential material
1: potential material well there were a couple things i did uh entries for before we recorded the last time and you tricked me into uh doing a, a episode on just on uh, dark night
0: and something terrible
1: <laughs> and something terrible um but that's okay because those deserve their own entries yes um but we're never going to get anything done. <laughs> but those definitely deserve entries on their own. Uh,
0: what were they? Good, let's review.
1: But here's what I uh, did this time. So I read uh, Justice League Rebirth number one. Okay. Um, this one, I really liked it. I didn't – I just picked it up because I'm I'm picking up all the the number one issues for the Rebirth stuff to see what I like, what I don't like. Um I've never really jumped onto comics right during a reboot. So, um I decided oh, to Oh, yeah, this it's up. fun. Yeah. It's expensive. Yeah. That's it's what expensive, I did It's expensive, yeah. <laughs> yeah,
0: I did it for the New 52. I bought like 30 out of the 50. <laughs> mhm. Yeah.
1: Yeah, so um but this issue mostly deals with um in rebirth the Superman is not from the world um that they're in. Um, He's from another world yeah. and he's dealing with, and the world he was in got destroyed. Um, And I cannot, I don't know anything about that because I didn't read all those comics. (laughs) But I know his world got destroyed and he's kind of going through this crisis on what to do um, because the Superman from the world he's in is gone and he's trying to figure out whether he should take up that mantle and take on that, that role. Um, and so he's having some kind of existential crisis and talking about, well, why are we here? What made it so that their world survived all these things and ours didn't? Um, and he has a conversation with Lois Lane about, um, you know, he doesn't want to do it. And she said, well, because, he doesn't want to do it because he's like, they can just deal with it. Their Justice League knows how to handle these things. Um, They've survived everything that the world's thrown at them. Except Superman. (laughs) Except Superman. (laughs) But she says that they were able to do it because they had a Superman. And so um, she convinces him that, uh, I think there's this great line in here, uh, The world thinks of you heroes as gods. And when this world Superman died, it showed that you weren't. That you were just people. Amazing people, gifted, but still human, which is really funny because he's not human. He's Kryptonian, yeah. <laughs> but human in a greater sense. And yeah. I think people can relate to that, um, that feeling of being unsure about yourself and that it's okay to just be fallible yeah. um, and be human. And even Superman um, is fallible. And I thought that was really cool. Um, I don't know if I'm going to pick up the rest of the series until it comes out into trades or, you know, maybe I'll buy them digitally, but I thought that that was a really cool storyline. And in the, in the issue, there are also everyone else in the world, that Justice League, Wonder Woman especially is taking it really hard that the Superman in their world passed away. Yeah. Um, so I really liked it. I enjoyed it a lot.
0: I like I like the theme in in comics when it the opportunity or the or the tragedy, you know, of of ha- having to possibly take up someone else's mantle mm-hmm. comes up and everything that comes with that and yeah. what that means because they were a person but they mean something to a larger group of people and you're a different person and what are you going to do? Do you, you don't have to be the same thing to those people. Even if you want to, like, I don't, I don't know, different, different stories handle that in, in different ways. And well, I, I always like it.
1: And in this, it's, it shows there's two different, like, yes, the world needs Superman and all the world, you know, relates to him in one way. And he's the symbol of hope to those people. And then there's the justice league who have lost a friend, and they think it's disrespectful for someone to take up the mantle of Superman and kind of because he's he is him, but he's not him. And they don't know whether to trust him or not um, because he is him, but he's not him. Yeah. Um, and so toying with that is interesting because it's not something that could really happen in in, in our world um, in a sense like that. Yeah, Um, but there are similar similar situations where you don't know whether to trust somebody because they come into a role in your life um, that someone else has held.
0: Yeah, maybe like a step parent or or a boss, you know, um, at a job, that type of thing.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: I mean, in politics, right? Like we're getting a new president, things like that. I I think there's a lot of parallels. And on the more personal side, for what this this Superman is going through, there's a, there's a story that came before rebirth, which was, uh, I'm not sure how many issues it was. I don't think it was past six issues. It may be, but it was Clark Kent and Lois and, and it was him living on earth, knowing that he wasn't from this earth. Mm -hmm. And, and all that happened during convergence. I believe when convergence happened, he was like released and was able to come here. I think that's what happened. Um, Anyway, it's confusing comic books, whatever. The point is, it's like it's from him, <laughs> from his point of view and his wife and his son being on this different place and seeing that Superman on TV and seeing him in the news and doing those things and knowing, mm-hmm. you know, and him making decisions about when to step in and when not to. Because in a way for him, it's also there's this new kid doing my job that I used to do, and but I'm just going to let him do it. Do I let him do it? Do I step in? Do I say anything?
1: Well, and in this one, he has, a f- he has a family that he's thinking about. And he just wants to settle down with his wife and his son. And and he doesn't yeah. n- want to risk himself, you know, and-, and take time away from them. Um, yeah. So it's really cool to see Lois kind of push him um, to go and join the Justice League. Yeah. Yeah. So that was the first thing that I, I, I thought was interesting. Uh, um, the other entry I made was on Marvel's uh, Princess Leia, the Star Wars Princess Leia, um, which is like a six-issue miniseries that they collected into a graphic novel. Um, and I think it's really cool. It's right after um, A New Hope. So Alderaan's been destroyed. And they don't really address that in the movie. And this comic kind of gives you the perspective of what would happen um, if an entire planet of people were destroyed. And so um, different people have different reactions. Um, Princess Leia having to be the leader kind of has to – she has to be more stoic and and people see her as cold and she's trying to lead her people. Um, and there are other people who are more emotional and upset about what happened, um, with their planet being destroyed. Um, but the whole story is about her decisions, um, of, on, on what to do to ensure the survival of her people and keep her culture going. Um, and there's a lot of parallels there with, um, with genocide, um, and cultures that have been kind of pushed to the background. I, I'm kind of thinking of stuff like Native American cultures, um, that they kind of are invisible. Um, and there's a whole bunch of other things in here, um, that are good little snippets. And I think when I did the entry, I, I put in a lot of quotes, um, because there were a lot of quotes and she's trying to figure out her role in, in the world because you know, the Senate was destroyed in, in the beginning of the movie or prior to the movie anyway. And so she doesn't have a job, um, her world <laughs> and her family has been destroyed. So she's yeah. the leader of a bunch of wandering people and the, yeah. the rebel Alliance kind of blows her off when she wants to help.
0: And how, how old is she exactly?
1: You know, when? in this timeline, I think she's supposed to only be like 18 or 20.
0: Yeah, because in the movie, um, Luke, in A New Hope, Luke seems way younger than she does. But Yeah, obviously, but
1: they're the same they're age. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah, but I forget exactly how old he's supposed to be. He's somewhere between like eighteen and twenty one, I think.
1: I think it's I think it's somewhere around twenty. I think a yeah. new hope is like twenty years after, um, Revenge Sith. of the Sith. Yeah.
0: yeah, yeah. I don't remember. Yeah, but I mean that's still that's still. I mean, it doesn't get that's any younger. Yeah, yeah. And there's <laughs> at, at one the-
1: point in the book, she, someone tries to call her queen, and she's like, "No, I'm not a queen. I'm not the queen." Like, I think. People don't realize that she's having a hard time with the loss of her parents yeah. um, because she has to focus on what to do for her people. Yeah. Um, yeah.
0: Cool. I love that she's getting fleshed out. She she appeared in Rebels mm-hmm. um, in season two, and and you know we're we're getting to see a lot of Leia now, which is fantastic.
1: I love it. I really I was really excited to have. Um I haven't read too many of the other character focused um Star Wars uh yeah. books. I think I've read the first volume of Darth Vader.
0: Mm-hmm. Um which is really good.
1: Yeah. But I like seeing these other sides of these characters especially when they're in the middle of the like I think most of them take place after the first movie and so the A New yeah. Hope. And so that movie wasn't ex- didn't go huge into the backstory, yeah, because it wasn't expecting to go anywhere at first. So seeing all these characters fleshed out and what happened between the movies is really interesting.
0: Yeah, um, the uh, Obi Wan and Anakin just came out. I haven't and read that one yet. Yeah, and it's that time when between. Um, uh, between Phantom Menace and Attack of the Clones. So you get to see... Oh, that's cool. Yeah, because you get to see a teenage Anakin, which...
1: Because we've seen a lot in the Clone Wars cartoon um, series. Yeah, you yeah. see everything after Attack of the Clones.
0: Exactly, exactly. But he's already... I mean, he's a badass by then. He's very right. really powerful. And, you know, you, you wonder, like, w- what happened to him for him to get, like, this... And to get that tall <laughs> <laughs> right? maybe all of that will be answered. Um, so it takes place in that period. yeah, so I love I love that these comics are you know high quality and that they're showing these stories in between. And I found out that the Lego force awakens um, I hope this isn't a spoiler. I think this this is what's getting me excited to play the game is that the game doesn't start at the beginning of the movie. It oh, starts wow. immediately after Return of the Jedi.
1: They have a Force, uh, not a Force Awakens, they do have a Force Awakens comic, but they yeah. also have another comic, I can't remember what it was, but it's leading up, it, it's after Return of the Jedi leading up to um, to Force Awakens.
0: Yeah, the, um, it's like Poe's parents, yeah are, yeah, the, yeah, are the protagonists there. Yeah, yeah, yeah um, I've been reading that one, and... But it's just it's just so cool to start filling in those gaps. Oh, it's so great. And there's so many things, so many stories to tell.
1: So many stories and so many relatable stories like
0: yeah.
1: I mean, she lo- there's a there's a joke that I've seen so many times online like uh Luke uh is so sullen in uh in at the end of A New Hope after Obi-Wan dies and she and, and Princess Leia ends up consoling him. And it's like she's had all everyone she knows is dead. <laughs> and she's consoling him after a guy she that he met like a, a few days before died. Yeah. Um and so, you know, I like I like seeing how she's dealing with it and it actually Technically his coming.
0: whole family died too.
1: Yes, yes, and <laughs> but but he was more upset about Obi-Wan dying. Yeah.
0: In the movie. <laughs> in the movie. Well, we wanna know what he was thinking. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes it just piles on. Oh, okay. Cool. Yeah, those are two good entries. Yeah. Two very good entries. Have you watched anything else that you want to make into an entry?
1: Um, I have n- not been watching too much okay. TV. Or
0: read or, anything. But I
1: ha- okay. I did read um, Civil War II, Marvel's Civil War II. Gotcha. Um, okay. I've read the first couple issues enough to know that – I'm I'm definitely going to want to read that as well. Um mm-hmm. in this one instead of Captain America versus Iron Man, it's Captain Marvel versus Iron Man. Yeah. Um and surprisingly enough, we talked at length about Civil War uh a, a while back and I was on Team Cap and in this one I'm on Team Tony. <laughs> <laughs> um so it's about this one's about it's kind of like a minority report kind of thing. It's they can, they have an inhuman who can see the future and Captain Marvel wants to protect the world by going and using the information he has in the, from the future and basically stopping people from doing bad things and, and destroying people before they do bad things. Um, and Tony's like, no, you, you can't do that. Like, I believe in the future. I believe that that's one possible future and you could use this to, to talk people down or, or change things, but you don't know if they're actually going to do it. Something could happen that changes that future. Um, And so it's interesting seeing him flipped on. And we talked about like freedom versus um, security kind of things before and he is flipped from the from the security to the freedom side um, in yeah. this situation. Um, and there's a few, I think, in issue zero, I saw some things about... There's a storyline where they discuss someone not being able to change and that people never change and that they're just going to do bad things because they did bad things in the past. Um and I think that relates to a lot of the kids I work with in foster care. Um, yeah. They see themselves as quote unquote bad kids um, and that people see them as bad kids and, and judge them based on their past acts and think that they're never going to change. Even some of the people who are supposed to help them change and and help them learn how to do things differently. Um. Yeah. So, I thought that was a really cool story arc. Um, and I'm trying to remember if there was anything in the other issue I read. Um, there's a there, there's a I think something about um, Captain Marvel feels a lot of pressure, um, like she is in charge of think of she's in charge of the ultimates and she is trying really hard to manage protecting the world. And she's feeling this weight of things. And, um, she talks with the, with a psychologist who, uh, basically tricks her into a half kind of half ass therapy session. <laughs> um, <laughs> and, uh, She, he was just checking in to see how she was and, um, you know, she's, she explains that she's worried about what if, she says something like, what if we're all that is there to stop things? What if there's nothing else to stop things? We have to do everything we can. I mean, I think what's driving her is this intense pressure to save everyone, um,
0: did anything happen during the eight months after Secret Wars? Do you know?
1: I didn't even read Secret Wars. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I think I think um, anyway, the Secret Wars happened, and then I believe that when all the show, uh, the series started, they started eight months after. Mm-hmm. I think yeah, I think that's right. I think that's why. Spider-Woman is pregnant, but she hasn't had the baby yet when it starts. Uh, I don't know. I'm just wondering what has happened.
1: Yeah. Um, I haven't read too much else of it. I just picked this one up. Too much
0: Marvel. Gotcha. uh,
1: Captain Marvel's my favorite. She's one of my favorites, her and Captain America. Um, (laughs) And, you know, I wanted to read it. There's a lot of um, dealing with the loss of a couple of team members and their deaths and what that means. Um, Mm. But you see that a lot in comics. So Yeah. Yeah. Um, a lot of good stuff in there. I I can't wait to see what um, what else is in uh in the future for this book. Um, it's written by Brian Michael Bendis, and I I, yep. I love his work. And uh, I mean, Princess Leia was written by Mark Wade, so. Um, yep,
0: two of my favorites. Yep. yep. <laughs>
1: I, I think the only thing that could be better for me is uh, Brian K. Vaughn. So, and <laughs> that's what I was gonna say.
0: If Brian K. Vaughn did one, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Actually, Saga is full of stuff. Saga is I, full of stuff. I, yeah.
1: I've just I've read so much, and yeah, I guess when I get onto the, I we just picked up uh, volume the six. Last volume. Yeah.
0: Oh, so good! Mm-hmm, <laughs> so good. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I need to. I need to take like a week off and go through all of the, because um, I told you my system. I, I kind of screenshot different things and then, then they're lost to me because I don't remember what <laughs> issue they were from. And and then there's a combination of Evernote um, notes with photos in my album, and it's confusing. Are you using the the Post-it system?
1: I am, and I it's working okay. really well.
0: Cool. Yeah, something else I want to do, and and we'll talk about it later. But it's to use um, this, uh, it's a project management app called Trello. Mm-hmm. And I think what, what we'll start, like we can kind of, what we'll do is we can assign each other different, different stories and then we can check them off as we go. Oh, cool. Yeah. So it's, I, th- I think it'll work well for us because it'll, it'll help with accountability and it will help with, you know, also with, uh, helping each other out and, and just seeing like, kind of like where where we are and, we can set due dates for each other, and I think I think it'll it'll be very helpful.
1: We'll start yep. doing that, and um, I will be so much more free in, in a month when I take my my first of my licensing exams. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: uh, yeah, that's been killing time, but at least I was able to get a few a few entries in and some plans for some others. So.
0: So the the only story that I have for this week. What's two of them? One of them I won't make an entry for, but I
1: But you think it's important?
0: <laughs> yeah, I do think it's important. Well, the thing is that it's a it's a podcast. Okay. And I think I think that all media is important, right? I think right. I think that what we're doing with geek stuff is is just as important. You can get, you know, you can get insights anywhere. Mm-hmm. Um but uh at this, but um, I was I was listening to a podcast and I listened to it on purpose because I kind of knew where he was going. But a lot of the things that they talked about surprised me. And it was an it was the Tim Ferriss show podcast, and he was interviewing somebody called Chris Young, and he was talking about how he took apprenticeships for little to no money with um, you know with really interesting people, so he could kind of build up his career
1: mm-hmm.
0: and. And well, I wanted to listen to that because since I moved to New York, I, that's what I've been doing. I wanted to, there were there were two options I could either go to grad school or I could learn on the job. So when I moved here, I, I took a job. Again, it's pretty much an apprenticeship. It was less than minimum wage, but I was working at a really interesting company and I thought I was going to learn a lot of great stuff. And it didn't work out that way. It was horrible. <laughs> right. Um, and but he's talking about his stories, like the same thing. And he's saying, like, you know, like a great place will, will take you if you're eager and, and willing to do the work and kind of lift you up, you know, and, and move you forward. And if a place isn't doing that, then you should just like get out and And so, when I left that place and and I went to a, another job like I'm kind of in the same situation uh and this summer, they have me doing things that I am not happy about. But every time I tell people they 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 tell me, "Oh like but that sounds fantastic, but that sounds like so much fun, but that would be so great <laughs> and And I feel like I'm like the more I feed into that, the more complacent I feel like I'm being mm-hmm. And, and so that podcast just really made me – it made me comfortable with how I was feeling. Uh, at least, you know, that like somebody else was, was feeling that way. Um, but it brought to mind a story that really – like the, the story that m- best encapsulates how I feel at the moment is – there's two stories. So one of them is the episode from Supergirl Season 1 called For the Girl Who Has Everything – And that's the episode where there's this parasite that gets attached to her. Do you remember this episode?
1: Vaguely? I think I've seen this one.
0: All right. So I'll I'll explain it. Uh, There's a a parasite that gets attached to Supergirl. And what it does is it reads her mind and it creates a – like it it makes her wishes come true essentially. Hmm. And so when she wakes up, she's on Krypton and she's with her family.
1: Maybe I don't remember this episode
0: oh okay but so, but it's okay it's okay yeah yeah well, well we're in it now mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. and the the whole point of it is to keep her in this state until the parasite will kill her off <laughs> and and the her sister kind of manages to jump into this this you know alternate reality that she's experiencing and tells her like you have to leave because there's, like, there's other stuff for you to do out there that's important. And even though you might be comfortable or happy here, like, there's other stuff out here. And, mm-hmm. and like, you matter over here. And, like, you could be way more useful over here, you know, in reality, right? She's super supergirl. She saves lives and things like that. And I, I thought back to that episode because that's kind of how I feel, and nobody that I've tried to speak to about it kind of like was able to kind of uh, give me that feeling of of uh, kind of validation of what I was feeling. They were <clears> making me feel like, no, you should just stick it out and stay there, you know. But I do feel so complacent. Anyway, so that episode uh, really helped me a lot. So I'm definitely going to make an entry because – because I think that's that's an experience. This is not the first time I've been in a situation like this where I could stay and be comfortable, but it doesn't necessarily mean that that's the best thing for me or for what I'm trying to do. Um and then and then I read the original comic book that this episode was based on, which was an Alan Moore comic from 1991. Wow. I believe Yeah, yeah, and it's called For the Man Who Has Everything and it's a story, it's a Superman story.
1: Oh, see I like that they did that.
0: Yeah, yeah, and the the really interesting thing about the about the the Superman version of it is that Superman even says, "I am content,"
1: mm-hmm. right?
0: And and then later on, when they kind of flip the parasite on on a villain, he gets to a point where he's like, "I am finally content," right? And it's kind of this idea of of uh, being content versus being complacent. I think it's sometimes it's really hard to know the difference. And many times people are actually happy, but many times people are just comfortable and th- you settle for something when, like, what you wanted was something else. But you kind of fall in a trap, or you fall in a in, in this not necessarily a rut, but like a comfortable
1: <laughs> yeah dip,
0: you know. And then you kind of stay there, and then. And that you didn't do the stuff that you wanted to do. And, and I find that people sooner or later, you know, realize, whoa, what happened? Like, that, I spent a lot of time in that state. <laughs> and looking back, I, I'm not where, where, where I want to be and where I wanted to be before.
1: That's similar to my story at the, when I was working at the group home. Um, uh, you know, I, I had a good full-time job. Yeah, it was a tough job. Sometimes I wanted to rip my hair out, but it was a, it was a full-time job, medical benefits, uh dental benefits. I I was getting vacation time, sick time, um and I could have stayed there. Uh but that I realized at one point that's not what I wanted to do and I had always had a dream of becoming a licensed therapist and yeah. I I had wanted to go to grad school and I realized it had been six years since I graduated from from my undergrad and uh, uh, my my girlfriend at the time pushed my wife now she pushed me to to kind of go for it and apply for grad school um, and it was a scary thing but I was no longer just stuck and yeah. and and in that I was doing good work, but I wanted, I knew there was more I could be doing. And now I, and even where I am now, I love my job. I love my coworkers. Um, but someday I'm going to have to step out of that comfort zone. Um, and I am content, uh, and I am going to have to jump out and go onto something else. But, um, yeah, I think a lot of people have that same experience. Oh
0: yeah, absolutely. And and I can't I couldn't think of I mean, I can't think of now a lot of stories that that I could relate to in terms of that. And and this one just immediately popped up. And it was because I was like you want to be you know, you want people to not tell you that you're crazy. Right, right. <laughs> right. You want validation. And yeah, yeah. Well at least, you know, not you know, yes, <laughs> yes,
1: yes. And, Everyone wants to yeah. feel heard. Um, yeah, that's why was, people go to therapy.
0: <laughs> yes, yes, and and you know, so I felt like I was I was so happy to remember that that episode existed and that that story was there and that I could point to it and say, look, that moment, that that moment when she's realizing, you know, when her sister tells her, like, this is something, like, I, I get it that you're. You're comfortable here and you're happy, but this isn't. This isn't what you wanted to do, and and there's 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 other stuff out there, <laughs> you know. And and uh, it's really good. It's. I, th- I thought that first season was really good. This <laughs> to be. A I haven't finished.
1: Entries. I haven't finished the first season, but I did do. I think at least one of the entries we have on. Uh, yeah. On it. Yeah. I think it's so good, and I want to finish it before the next season pops up. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And the they're going to replay it now on CW. But mm-hmm. the... Um, yeah, and I don't think I'll do one for the original... Um, comic. For the original comic. It's a weird comic. The title, actually, for The Man Who Has Everything, comes from the fact that it's Superman's birthday. <laughs> and Batman, um, Jason Todd Robin, and Wonder Woman fly to the Fortress of Solitude to bring him birthday presents. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, okay. And, yeah, no, it's very 90s, uh, early 90s, late 80s um, DC comics or comics in general. It is campy and it is funny. And I think that the way that the the Supergirl team, the Supergirl show team did it, is is just so great? Like they took that basic idea and just really ran with it, and it's oh, it's so good.
1: And there's a place for campy '90s comics, but Absolutely. yeah. But Absolutely. I I think if you they if you feel the story was told better in the show,
0: yeah, that's why that's I think I'll pick just that one. Yeah, yeah, because the, the the concept is there, and again, and I like the way I don't remember the show saying like having that image of I am content. I actually took pictures of the comic too, because. Like, that, that moment really spoke to me. Like, there was this look on the guy's face that said, I am content. And I don't know if Alan Moore and, and the artist on that book deliberately did it this way, but at least this is the way I interpreted it, was a look of, like, happiness that they – it is more comfort than fulfillment.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Again, that's the way I saw it, and that's kind of what it's supposed to be, right? Because mm-hmm. it's it is a fake – Reality it is everything it's supposedly every in this case everything that they wanted, and now and and they're getting once they get there, essentially the parasite's going to kill him <laughs> uh, you know he's going to keep him in that state for a while, and again, just them like looking out at it 's like they're looking outside of the panel at the reader and saying, I am content i don 't know it was it was a story that I needed. <laughs> <laughs>
1: It's so funny how we do this for other people to hear these these things and and just look at what anyone can relate to in a comic book, but we we a lot of times we tend to focus on stuff that relates to us and, but i mean it's and really what yeah what's I, helping us <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, I mean absolutely and and you know i I hope those serve as examples mm-hmm. you know? and and people yeah.
1: submit stories. That would be yeah. awesome.
0: Yep. All right. This is a good week. Um, we'll touch base on on Trello afterwards. I need to figure out exactly how I want to use it. Okay. But um, but it's not too complicated. And then again, like we'll, we'll assign each other stuff. So yeah, this has been a bad week for me. But um, <laughs> but we'll get we'll get back into uh, into a groove once Pokemon Go settles down and. Oh, oh wait a minute.
1: Comic-Con's next week. Oh man. I'm bringing my stuff to record. I'm bringing my stuff to record. Oh,
0: okay. Okay, cool. Yeah, unfortunately, I will not be going to Comic-Con.
1: No, but I can um, I can tell you what's going on and Yeah. <laughs> and and brag to you and everyone can laugh at how much you're you're mad that you didn't come with me.
0: If you as long as you don't finish your Pokédex, I won't I won't be completely uh, I don't
1: think I don't think Mewtwo <laughs> is hanging out around San Diego Comic Con. Although that would be the ultimate, right there. If
0: if Niantic knew what they were doing, <laughs> that's exactly what they would do. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So for Geek Therapy, I am Josue Cardona.
1: And I'm Laura Taylor.
0: And we'll we'll do this again next week. Yeah. From San Diego Comic Con.
1: From San C- well. Half from San Diego Comic Con. Half, of, half from San Diego <laughs> All right, sounds good. All right.